electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Fiji Simo, Instacart CEO, congratulations on listing day. You made it. What, if anything, will you do differently as a public company CEO? Well, uh, thank you for the congrats. Um, you know, we've been operating as a public company uh, for quite some time now. I've been doing uh, earnings uh, with our private investor shareholder letters for many quarters in a row. Uh, so it doesn't feel like a big change. I think, you know, we, my way of leading is to be very focused on the long term and our 10-year uh, vision of uh, building the technologies that power every grocery transaction. We've been very focused on that as a private company and we will remain focused on that as a public one. Right. As you say, um, you guys have spent a long time getting here. You felt that you've been ready. So why is now the right time to go public? Well, we felt that um, it was really important to give our employees liquidity. As you know, this IPO is not about raising money for us. It's really about making sure that our employees can uh, have liquidity on, on the stocks that they worked very hard for. We weren't looking for a perfect market window. We were just looking for uh, you know supportive investors. And uh, the fact that we have had such uh, you know good business results and uh, five quarters in a row of profitability, including you know close to half a billion dollar in EBITDA over the last four quarters, gave us the confidence uh, that we needed to uh, to go public and get the support from investors that uh, we hoped for. Right, and you guys are going public at a very different valuation than where you were just a few years ago. How did you arrive? Um, at the decision to price where you did and the valuation where you settled on? Well, as you know, the markets have readjusted greatly between uh, back then and now. Uh, but really what we focused on is our business performance. And our business performance is undeniably stronger now than it was back in 2021 when I took the job. You know, our gross transaction volume at the time was shrinking. Now we're growing. We were There were a lot of questions about whether Instacart would be just another pandemic fad. And we have now proven that we not only kept the COVID gains, but grew on top of the COVID gains and grew sustainably and profitably, uh, which is really important. And so the price was, you know, a, a very robust price discovery process, as you imagine, uh, like in any IPO. Uh, but we feel like we're not focused on the price necessarily today or in the next 10 days, but really uh, creating value for shareholders over the next 10 years. Right. And part of what you're referring to, Fiji, is that the business really did take off during the pandemic. You saw huge growth rates. But since then, you know, in this year, it's been flat. How do you return to growth? Well, I think there's a couple things to to keep in mind. First off, like you know, when I uh, when I joined as CEO in 21, a lot of people were actually 
wondering if uh, the business was going to shrink and it was shrinking in the middle of 21. And since then, we've, we grew gross transaction volume 20% in 2021, 16% in 2022, still growing this year. Um, this year, we're seeing more of a slowdown because it is the first year that has no COVID impact. And it's also a year where we were impacted by uh, pandemic staff benefits ending. And so that's that's creating a slowdown in our business. But as for how we accelerate growth going forward, you know, we are going to continue to do the things that served us well to get to this point, which are having absolutely unmatched selection, having great affordability options for all kinds of customers, having the absolute best quality so that you get the order uh, to your door uh, that you need and having the best convenience. And that's what has made us market leaders. That's what what is going to continue to uh, carry our growth. And then we have also diversified the business and invest into new growth bets, like, for example, connected stores, where we are now building technologies, not just for online grocery delivery, but also for uh, in-store, because 90% of the transactions still happen inside uh, grocery right. stores. So that's a big driver of growth for us as well. Right. To, so to reaccelerate growth, you're going to lean on some of the things that you've already been doing, as well as some new levers that you can pull. When do you expect them to take effect and to have that growth actually reaccelerate? We we really can comment on that. As you know, uh, we're very focused on just delivering the best possible experience. That's what has served us well so far. And uh, we think that's uh, what's going to continue serving us well in the future. Okay, some of your gig economy competitors like Uber and DoorDash, um, they're sort of facing the same backdrop. They saw growth slow after the pandemic, but they're growing at a faster rate than Instacart is right now. And they're also trying to build up their advertising business. How do you remain competitive with them when you're growing slower? Well, I think it's two fundamentally different markets, right? Like restaurant delivery is a completely different market and skill sets and grocery delivery. And that's why you're seeing these players try to enter the grocery market, which is a very large market. So it's normal that it's attracting a lot of new entrants. But we have a 11-year advantage on them because we have built all of the depths of integrations uh, with our grocers. We have 85% of the grocery industry represented on Instacart. So a very large supply advantage and not just, you know, retailers sitting on our marketplace, but actually retailers leveraging our technology, even for their own and operated websites, whether it's Kroger.com, Publix.com, Wegmans.com, Sprouts.com, all of these uh, are powered in one form or another by Instacart. And that's, uh, you know, fundamentally the core recipe to our success and allowing us to deliver a much better, superior customer experience. That is really the weekly shop where we end up capturing the main use case that people have of ordering weekly for the family. Whereas when restaurant delivery companies try to enter the grocery space, they end up having very limited supply and they end up with very small baskets, much lower than, you know, $75, kind of like, you know, the can of Pepsi and the bag of chips, uh, rather than the core weekly shop use case that's most valuable, most profitable that we capture and has also allowed us to build a um, net scale advertising business. Right. And you've built up an advantage in data over the years. And something I've asked you also over the years, and the former CEO, Arpova Mehta, before you is, 
um, if you would ever go vertical and build out your own grocery business, given how much information you do have, similar to how DoorDash is building out its own line of Dash Marts. The answer has always been no, though. Is that still the case? That's absolutely still the case. We see ourselves as an enabler uh, for retailers. When their business grows, we grow. And when they win, we win. We do not compete with our retailers. And to your point, that is a very big differentiation between us and our competitors. We enable our retailers. We don't compete with them. Is that always to your advantage, though? Some might argue that DoorDash building out its own line of convenience stores and possibly grocery stores in the future gives them a better view of inventory, more pricing power. How do you think that plays out? I think what fundamentally matters in grocery is having massive supply and selection because customers are very loyal to their uh, grocers. And so the fact that we have, again, 85% of the industry represented on the platform is a core competitive advantage. As for inventory, because we are so deeply integrated with grocers, we have a view into inventory and we have a view, um, in, thanks to AI and machine learning, into what's on the shelf at a given point in time. And if it's not on the shelf, we can suggest the absolute best replacement based on billions of data points that we've accumulated over the years. And that's what creates a much superior uh, experience. So competing with our retailers would not help us in any way. We, are, we already have the winning experience. Right. At the same time, though, some of your retail customers are building up their own technology, their own logistics or delivery networks. Walmart, for example, it's the largest grocer in the country. Um, I know that you've worked with them for years, um, but as they build out their own capabilities, what keeps them on the Instacart platform? Well, there's two things. One is um, fundamentally we deliver incremental customers. You know, these large grocers wouldn't be on our marketplace if that wasn't the case. And they know that by being on the Instacart marketplace, they get to grow faster than the average uh, of the industry. Uh, that's incredibly important. And then the second thing is that because of the scale we have, we have better unit economics, better efficiency for delivery, and we can pass on some of those efficiencies to those, those grocers. And that's why scale matters so much in this business. And that's why you're seeing a lot of new entrants in this market lose a lot of money, like we did at the beginning. You know, it took us 100 million orders to get to positive unit economics. And so fundamentally, we are now at the scale where we have uh, managed to create really big efficiencies, uh, and that makes us very competitive uh, to help grocers grow their business and also makes the service more affordable to customers. Um, I want to talk about advertising, Fiji, because um, that you know helped Instacart become profitable ahead of some of the other companies in the gig economy space. Um, when we talk about grocers, why wouldn't they want this high margin business for themselves, especially when they see how it's helped your business? Well, the good news is that we offer that to them. We built our entire ad technology stack and our ad sales force, and we are allowing grocers uh, to benefit from it by turning that on on their own and operated property. So if you look at Sprats.com, Schnacks, lots of other retailers, they are now benefiting from all the technologies that we've built, and they're able to uh, create a new profit pool overnight leveraging of technology so they get to benefit from that as well. And then one last one, if I can, as we see more consolidation in the grocery space, it creates bigger players with more leverage. How will that affect your take rate and affordability for your customers? 
Well, I think we are deeply integrated with all of the large grocers. We represent 5% of our top grocers' overall business, not just online business, overall business. So we're deeply integrated in driving their business, continuing to grow with them. And so as a result, consolidation doesn't scare us. We fundamentally believe that because we create value, we will continue creating value no matter what the shape of the industry looks like, because working with Instacart is a win-win for everyone. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 